for me to say, Fern Pong, I'm coming to you from a little hotel room that I kind of snuck off to so I can get a lot of work done uh, and a little bit of peace and quiet. So today I promised a show about holes and what makes a person whole because I think we have a lot of confusion about that. And that's, I think, a lot, leading a lot of people to not only do harm to other people, but to do harm to themselves in ways that's not exactly obvious. So I'm going to try to clarify a few moves and hopefully help everyone live a better life. Or at least uh, be whole in themselves, right? So the first problem we have is that we have this idea of ourselves that doesn't extend past our skin. We think um, we think of ourselves as pretty much just our body, and we, you know, there's a central nervous system and organs that lead us to think this way, and so we just have a feeling of ourselves as a whole in our body, and so we think initially until we actually think about it that. Um, who and what we are is whole, independent of any relationships we have, either with stuff outside of our body or with, um, yeah, either with, with with stuff outside of our body, with, with other people or with uh, material stuff. The problem is who we are depends on our relationships with other stuff, including you know, even our property, right? So I'm a fan of property. People say, oh yeah, I'm gonna be a bit, aren't you on the left? I, I, shouldn't you be suspicious of property? I'm not a fan of property fetishes, but I'm a, fan of, I'm a fan of property. I understand stand your ground laws because your property is an extension of you, right? And so um, if someone's threatening your property, they are in, a, in important ways threatening who you are. Now, there are other things that are an extension of your families, your place in civil society, your uh, your political, uh, your ability to act in political relationships with others as equals, as colleagues. And so all of these different kinds of rights need to be um, modified to accommodate each other for anyone to be a whole, a whole person, right? But uh, property is one of them. It's just one of many. So it needs to be accommodated by all these other rights. So, um, which is why you can't like necessarily pollute your property any way you want to, All right? So, <clears throat> excuse me. So what we're talking about in being whole is first thing you have to do is deaden. And I, I use that word dead importantly or numb this feeling of satisfaction you have in your body as, as if your body is the whole of you, right? So that is uh, an unfortunate... Um, illusion or an incomplete understanding of who you are as a whole. And so you have to deaden that, right? You have to look past your body. Your body is, an, is a, a realization of the whole of you, but it's not the only realization of, of who you are, right? So and if you think that, well, if it doesn't happen to my body, it doesn't happen to me. Well, you have a distorted and an unfortunately narrow understanding of who the whole of you is. But, I mean, you talk to parents about it. When something happens to your kid, it happens to you, right? And it, and it feels like it happens to you. Um, and, that's, we, you, and that's not that hard to get. That's not that hard to, come, to get across, right? It, it doesn't take too much of intellectual development to, to actually understand something that happens to kid, your kid. That happens to you because you have a special responsibility to your kid because you're the same way you have a special responsibility to like yourself because your kid's not other than yourself, right? And same with family. So, and there's also a way in which um, other relationships are part of you. You just need to intellectually understand what you are and you find out that what you are is in relationship with something else, 
right? So, you know, if so you get fired, you get divorced. Um, it's not as if nothing happened to you because it didn't happen to your body. No, it happened to you because it happened to how, the only way you can understand yourself, the, the rational way you understand yourself. And as like a family member, as this particular kind of worker, that's your activity that guides your activity, that guides who you are and what you are. Right? And the whole of you is realized in each of these different activities. So the whole, like who you are as, say, like a Christian, who you are as a parent, who you are as a worker, all of those have to unify with each other for you to be a whole person. And if not, you're just going to be a disparate mess. You won't even make sense of yourself and you won't be able to think about yourself. Because there is no you that's there. Right? So, in order to be a whole you, the first thing you have to do is kind of deaden the satisfaction that you have in this idea of yourself as merely in your body. Your body is a staging area. It's a very important staging area. But it's just a staging area because the whole of you is realized through activities that happen to include your body. But, um, are not limited to or circumscribed by uh, merely the health of your body. Right? If you want a meaningful life, it's going to include more than just living a long and yeah, just living a long time with a healthy body. It's going to include a quality of relationships that you can understand. And through those understanding relationships, you come to understand yourself. And if your understanding of yourself doesn't extend past your bodily health, then there's not much of a self there. There's not much of a self. Um, it should include your body health, bodily health, but it shouldn't be um, determined in all aspects by it. Not. So who you are as a whole is going to include your relationships with things and other people. And who you are as a whole is going to be realized in each of those particular relationships, which means if you want to be a whole person, all of those particular relationships have to um, mutually reinforce or accommodate each other. Once again, this is something the right gets in a way that the left doesn't. They have their matching churches and schools and families and all of that stuff. They understand that like, in order to be a whole person, you need all of these differentiated institutions working in concert together. Now, they're working in concert um, towards an end that isn't really... Uh, consistent with, I think, a robust democracy. But they're working in concert. The, you know, it's not just that the shoes match the belt, which matches the tie. It's that the house matches the job, which matches the family, which matches the church, which matches the educational structure to reproduce whatever um, structure like realized this current iteration, right? So. Uh, the, the GOP takes all of the differentiated aspects of a wholeness of persons more seriously than liberals on the left. Like anybody who just says like, well, you're just a working class person. Your job defines you. You should identify with yourself as working class. That's actually not, doesn't make sense. That's, that's, that's just as narrow as understanding yourself as merely a body. Like understanding yourself as just your job is just as narrow as understanding your body. It's also your concern for the unity of all of your activities. So your job has to match also, you know, being a good parent and going to, I, I, I low-key love going to my kids' soccer practices. I'm probably going to end up being a coach on one of the teams. 
uh, next, well, once I get a little bit more schoolwork done, um, I'm going to try to coach one of the teams. I think I could do a pretty good job. And I love the time with my kids. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I, I realized I was thinking about this the other day. I, my mom kicked out my dad when I was um, young, so I didn't really grow up with a father. And man, did I miss out. And I do not want my kids to say the same thing. <laughs> so I, uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. My kids will say a lot of things about their dad, but they won't say that they didn't learn anything for it, um, from him or that he wasn't an active part of their lives. Because I am nothing if not an active part of my kids' life. And I really am nothing if I wouldn't, like, like the idea of being a deadbeat dad of me. Why even do this life thing? <laughs> like, if I had to live, yeah, th there's nothing worse. The idea of me being, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm two days away from my kids, so I can do some writing here, and it's already kind of freaking me out. Um, so, yeah, you have to, all of the different realizations of your relationships have to cohere with each other if you're going to be a whole person. And But the first thing you have to do is deaden the, the notion that the wholeness of you is just about your body. And this is what Socrates talks about. Um, uh, I'll give a quick rehearsal of a section in the Meno, right? So the Meno is a dialogue where Socrates is, you know, he's in jail and one of his friends comes and visits him. Ah, it might not happen to me in jail. But Socrates, one of his friends comes and visits him. Meno, he's kind of a jerk. And um, Meno has a bunch of slaves with him. And Meadow and Socrates says, you know, it's not obvious that you could teach virtue or, or that it's teachable and something, or is it something that people just kind of already know? If people already, and virtue is how to be good and all of your very gated responsibilities and uh, apprehend like your role and, and, and how to realize goodness in the world. So it's not obvious that that's teachable. So um, Socrates takes one of Meadow's servants and kind of questions him about kind of some geometrical truth, uh, truths, geometry. The, the, do these sides, if I double these sides, does it double the square of the square and stuff like that? And so the servant, like the servant's not socially positioned to say no. The servant answers Socrates' questions pretty confidently and wrongly about the sides of this. Um, about like whether if you can double the size of the square, you double the area of the square. And um, and the, the servant answers him confidently and wrongly. And Socrates just leads him through a series of questions about it. And then through the series of questioning, kind of Socrates says he draws out the truth of, of the geometrical knowledge from the servant who didn't really know at the beginning of the questioning what the right answers, but then came to realize the right answers um, by the end of the question. And what Socrates says is, I actually didn't teach the, the servant anything. I just kind of clarified his thinking because the servant was kind of confused about what he knew and what he didn't know. And so I just asked him questions to clarify his own thinking. And he t it turns out his initial understanding of, of himself was wrong because he initially thought he knew the answers that he didn't know, right? So, and, and halfway through the dialogue, Socrates says the servant was perplexed 
And the servant was perplexed because he had, it was as if he was like shocked, like literally shocked, like by a, 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 a torpedo fish or an a electro, uh, you know, one of those fish that, that shocks their prey by um, electrifying them. And in that deadeningness of their satisfaction, of in themselves of knowing they were able to actually learn the truth about themselves and about geometry. But that that numbing of their satisfaction, of their knowledge of themselves was necessary. And I guess that's what I want to tell you. The numbing of the satisfaction of yourself is necessary. And the numbing of and he says he suggests this actually serves a public function insofar as when you have a distorted understanding of yourself, but you're so satisfied in it. You give large and beautiful speeches to other people about your distorted, uh, like spreading the truth, spreading a distortion of like, you know, what it is to be a whole person or what it is to be, you know, a square and the relationships between lines and areas. And, and you end up distorting all of the people who are listening to you, all because you have a distorted an incomplete satisfaction in yourself about what you know, right? So all because you have a, an overly complete or an erroneous satisfaction in yourself about what you know. So first, that self-satisfaction needs to be numbed and deadened. Then you can actually reflect upon, you know, your reasoning and, and draw out the truth that was already there, but was covered by your self-satisfaction. Does that make sense? So there's going to be a path and the deadening. The initial problem is going to be you're going to be satisfied in thinking that you know things you don't know. And that satisfaction needs to be deadened. And that's going to be a process that, you know, you're not going to necessarily like. Right? This is one reason why it's hard talking to, to, to liberal white women is that they are so satisfied in their kind of basic understanding of everything that... Um, the self-satisfaction it makes it just like not a very pleasant place to be. Um, uh, that, that that's their quality of self-satisfaction, and then they have an entire edifice around it, like a, you know, the psychology and their friends and their, uh, the the like that that just doubles down in their quality of satisfaction in like a very basic, naive, and ultimately dangerous. Uh, conception of themselves. And so um, that needs to be deadened. But one of the reasons that Socrates could do it to the servant in order to show the process of like, first you got to get rid of like their self-satisfaction and then you could draw the truth out of them is that the servant was socially positioned so that the servant couldn't leave, right? So there are other dialogues where Socrates does this to, um, you know, a wealthy arms manufacturer uh, about, about uh, justice and piety and the wealthy arms manufacturer just bounces so it's like all right enough of this i'm rich i'm old i'm wealthy i'm gonna leave and socrates is like we're just getting started it was just getting good and the same with uh and youth that the wealthy arms manufacturer was capitalist in the republic book one of the republic he just dips uh because he doesn't want to deal with it and the same with youth and the youth of once it's it once youth finally starts getting like a little bit humbled in his self-satisfaction, he has to go. He leaves. Um, and so the idea is that with the servant, 
boy and the meno, the servant boy is the servant boy, can't leave. So he has to actually go through the whole process. And um, through in that process, learns more about himself in truth. It's kind of like a, a mandatory counseling with like a good counselor. It's actually more like, a, you know, having to take a 16-week class with me. Because you can imagine my students about halfway through, they start feeling some sort of way about themselves and about me, but I got them because they can't really drop. Um, because <laughs> they can't drop the class because I already got them. So they're compelled to stay there and then end up like, you know, over the course of the course, uh, find out more about themselves from themselves by me forcing them to reflect upon their commitments to themselves. And, well, that's kind of like what I try to do here. By the way, if you like anything I do here, and I think you should, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in $5, $15, or $50 a month and help me keep doing what I'm doing because I'm trying to help you be whole. People, I'm trying to help you be whole, even when I'm on the road. I feel a responsibility to my people to help you uh, craft the wholeness of your life. This is another thing that you, you get in the Platonic Dialogues of Socrates. Like he has a very, Socrates has a very intentional regard for his own soul, right? And so this is like, I'm trying to help you make yourself into a whole person because there's some things that other people can do for you and then there's some things that only you can do for yourself. And there's a quality of care that only you can give for yourself. And that quality of care concerns like your integrity, making sure that you're the same person in all of your activities. Only you can do that. I can imagine if uh, someone who doesn't live in integrity but is very successful, they have, um, you know, this funeral where all of their friends finally get together and tell stories about them. Uh, some, uh, you know, some of the Kaddish or something like that. Uh, ship reform or whatever. And, they, and all of the stories are incoherent because the person was a different person in every activity that they did. So this person's rich and successful, but there is no person there. There is no unity there because they didn't take any care of their soul to make sure that they were the same person in some sort of like unified uh, way that was kind of illuminated by their understanding of the goodness. Instead, they were just whatever they were around at the time. And so there was no them, there was no them to them. Um, there was no, there was no there, there was no care. Uh, there was no soul. There was, there was no unified soul because someone with a unified soul will be recognizably who they are and intentionally who they are in every activity. Um, and that doesn't mean they are, that doesn't mean they act the same in every activity because different activities call for different levels, like uh, different kinds of relationships, right? So you want, I want my players, like I want my kids to say good game, good game, good game to the competition after the game, but I don't want them to like, pass the competition the ball <laughs> during the game, right? Um, so, like, there's a unity in being, but since relationships are differentiated, there's going to be a slight differentiation in actions, but all are going to be recognized as being part of the same unified core. So I'm trying to give you the tools to unify your core. I want your core to be, I want you to have a, you know, a mental six-pack. 
I want you to to, to be uh, have your beach body. I want you to have your beach soul, um, and so you won't be confused about kind of you know the wholeness in your life and important things. Make sure you do the important things right. I'm going to come to you next week for my regular spot, talking about something completely different. But if you enjoy this, once again, go to www.funkyacademic.com, kick in $5, $15, $50 a month, and I will keep doing what I'm doing to help you be the best you you can be, or at least be a you, and not just other people's determinations that are realized, just not just a tool for other people. A lot of people are well-paid tools, and there's no them-them. They're just well-paid tools for other people, different other people. Um, and I don't know, that is a way to live a life. I'm just not sure at the end of that life, what about that life was about you? Um, and were you just other people? All right. Thank you for your time. And I will.